Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, fun, and expertise of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke, people. You can find us on our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and uh, follow us on Facebook as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. And please be sure to follow us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcast from, so that you make sure you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my fellow co-hosts Paul, Nick, and Dave, and we've got Sam the Barman. Sam today. Sam Vanwinkle has Welcome joined back. the podcast in again. Action finally here, and it's awesome. Glad the bars to have you are here. Open. Thank and, God. Um, How was that three months of hibernation, Sam? <laughs> I loved it. Honestly, best best couple of months of my life. My my mental health is through the roof. Did you sleep most of it? <laughs> certainly did. God bless you. Awesome. It was good for me. You woke up it. just in time for our podcast. We're very grateful. <laughs> and uh, what we are smoking first tonight for our cigar is the Tatawahe. TAA 2020. They have been, uh, Tatawahe has been making a special cigar for the Tobacco Retailers Association, Tobacco Association of America, excuse me, for the last 10 years. This is their 10th one, and it is a Sumatra wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. It's a Toro size, five and five eighths by 54. And uh, we are pairing this with a, a what, Sam? I'm going to call it a chocolate Manhattan. Uh, basically, I took Knob Creek Hunter Proof and Knob. your standard assortment of vermouth, so three-quarter ounce of sweet vermouth, half ounce of blanc vermouth, and then I used chocolate bitters as the bitters of choice in this instead of your mm. normal Angostura and Peychaud's. Mm. Gives it a little bit of a deeper, darker, savory, chocolatey kind of approach. I think that's going to go real well with this cigar, and so far, I think it is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> nice, nice. Paul, what do you think so far of the uh, cigar and the pairing? The, uh, well, the drink, Sam, is actually really, really good. I've never been a fan of Manhattans, but since we've been doing this here mm-hmm. on the podcast, mm-hmm. we've had a couple of different Manhattan variations, and mm-hmm. all of them have been excellent. This one, I'm glad to hear it. Nice little sweetness, just a little mm-hmm. bit of the bitters. Mm-hmm. I can actually pick up the chocolate. Right at yeah. the end there, you get some Usually I have a hard time picking up some of these chocolate notes mm-hmm. and some of these creations mm-hmm. that you and Kendra have been making. But right, right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, this is, this is really good. good. Glad to hear it. And uh, the cigar... Uh, now, we all know the TAAs have uh, primarily been the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf uh, Rosado Oscuro wrappers. Correct. Um, except for the 2013. This one is a, uh, a newer version with the Sumatra wrapper. Mm. Um, I'm picking up some nice light spice, some earth, a little bit of sweetness. Uh, the retrohale is off the bat. 
uh, right off the bat has actually been really rich. Bam. So, uh, so far, so good. Mm. Um, Nick, what is, what's your take so far? Well, I'm going to go with the scar first. That's okay. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's better the second second time around. I've had the cigar. I had the cigar when we first brought it in. Yeah. Uh, what two weeks now? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, and I don't know if it was just because it was fresh out of the box. I didn't get some of the. Or because you hadn't been drinking. That's that's also <laughs> true too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't as vibrant uh, with the vibrant? flavors. Vibrant. Oh, vibrant. vibrant. What was that about drinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as viral back then <laughs> as it is now. It's it when when I had it first right out of the box. It was. I, I thought it was a little flat. Um, mm. I did get some of the woody notes in there, some spice. Sure. But I wasn't really kind of head over heels for the cigar. I was excited about it, but when I started smoking, I was a little uh, disappointed, to say the least. Okay. Um, but now, that's been sitting for another two weeks. It, it's really nice. It comes alive, mm. especially with the, the chocolate Manhattan. I love Manhattans. This is another variation of it that... I absolutely love, um, and it they really, really coincide with each other. They play back and forth. One doesn't overpower uh, each other. So, so far, so good. Okay, is there a cocktail that you really don't like? Is there a cigar no. you really don't like? <laughs> I've had martinis, uh, martinis, Jaeger bombs, Jager which bombs. is not really a, a cocktail, right? No. That's more yeah, of a shooter. Shot. I wouldn't count it, but it goes yeah, back years. purple purple. I've that, had so. uh, Grand Marnier, uh, everything. Uh, well, Grand Marnier isn't a cocktail. Well, no, I mean like Grand Marnier. Very in, astute. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> in, in, in a cocktail, <laughs> and uh, I've I. I love it all. I am mm. a student of the alcohol. Okay, just just wanted to make that clear to our listening audience. Um, Dave, what about you? What are you thinking of the uh, uh, cigar and the pairing so far? Well, this is the first time I've had the TAA, um, and I'm definitely getting a lot of earth. Uh, the retro hail is like a spice bomb. Um, the pairing, uh, the drink is like uh, I'm getting. I'm getting some of that chocolate notes. But there's like a... Some of that chocolate notes. Some of that chocolate. And I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not a big fan of the drink. Sorry, Sam. But... Uh, We've all got different tastes. The, uh, it's not, you know, doesn't reflect on me. Would you rather have a Sam Adams? <laughs> it definitely doesn't. <laughs> this would go great with a Sam Summer. Everything goes great with a Sam Adams. But besides that, no, I, I'd actually like to have some Four Roses with this. Oh, yeah, interesting. Like Four Roses is a good bourbon. It mm-hmm. is. That's a good bourbon. Man, good. you have you have really come along in the last six months, six, eight months. That you guys have doing spoiled this. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really the turning point, I think, was the Glenfiddich. So. That was a spoil that for us all. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not, yeah. we're all not over that one yet. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm, still saving, I'm still saving my pennies in my savings account mm-hmm. so we can get a bottle at, at some point in time. Mm. Maybe... Uh, Maybe for uh, our grand, grand opening for the store. Reopening, you mean? Grand reopening. Well, a grand, grand reopening. maybe for our one-year anniversary. Yeah, I think the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah, we could do like that. Which is coming up soon. End of August. Yeah. Perfect. Sam, how do you think the cigar is going with your drink? How, you know, one of the things that's been interesting with 
Kendra when she's been on the show is, is that sometimes, you know, what, you know, she, she's not so, she's not so much a cigar smoker, but she knows her alcohol really well. That's, that's why she's here, you know, and, um, um, she may not be able to describe totally everything that she's getting in the cigar, but she can talk a lot about how it's making her enjoy or not enjoy what she's drinking with it. Right. Sure, what's, sure. what's going on with you? Uh, so for me, I think this is true for me fairly often because my palate for alcohol, much like Nick's, favors the alcohol quite a bit. <laughs> I, I don't like drinks that are too sweet. I don't like drinks that have too many ingredients that you can't taste exactly what's going on or that you can't taste the alcohol. Mm -hmm. So if I had to retry this real quick, I think I would have either, I think I would have nixed the orange peel. I think the little bit of citrus is pulling away from the chocolate just a little bit. Right. Yeah. The advantage on the other end of that is I think it's get, getting a little bit more saliva production mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of that, out of that yeah, little bit of sweetness, which is helpful. But at the same time, I think we could get that effect while still having the sort of more uh, well, chocolatey savor. That's approach. interesting, though, because one of the things about tobacco is that it slows down saliva production. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. to have the the, the uh, me, orange peel yeah. in there that increases, it may help you to actually continue tasting more regularly. If it, if right, it, if it's averaging itself out, if, right? Of course, that, always if it's that I don't know, but yeah. Or if you cigars make you salivate, like Nick over here, of course, yeah. then, yep. then you're screwed anyway. Yeah, That's That's I, I can't have a like a dry tip of a cigar. It's just I mean, usually it's like by the time I get down to here, this whole part, the top inch, is like soaked. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting, Dave. I, I wouldn't have shared that online. Well, I can't stop it. I'm sorry. No. You're welcome. Um, I get a lot of nice woody notes with this. Maybe mm -hmm. some light coffee kind of notes. Um, but, you know, one of the things that comes across for me is a little bit of caramel. Anybody else pick that up? Some like caramel. caramel kind I, don't, of I don't get the caramel. I, get, I definitely no, that get... That doesn't surprise me with you, Nick. I Ooh. definitely get the spice and the wood and mm -hmm. earthiness in there. Maybe a little bit of espresso in there. Maybe a little coffee, but not the not the caramel. There's a little for bit me, of caramel-like sweetness for me. For you, yeah. For I me, it doesn't great. really go that far. For me, who actually I has think there's a little bit of... A, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the orange and the chocolate is kind of doing like a little caramel thing. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I, I Now, the drink for me is pairing very well with the cigar. The chocolate bitters... Are really kind of bringing out the sweetness mm -hmm. in this cigar, mm -hmm. the earthiness, and and is is uh, really plays well with the the woody notes, and uh, maybe a little bit of leather in here too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's going on, and I, I'm really digging how it's going. It's a it's a very nice pairing. Good, glad to hear. Um, so, you know, here at Twins, yeah. We know it's different for everybody in different parts of the country, but we're now able to be open for retail. Hell yeah. People can come into the shop. You have to wear a mask um, if you got it. and um, But you can come in and pick out your cigars. So we're still doing curbside for people who want it. Um, and there are people who are still taking advantage of that. Um, but... You can come in, pick out your cigars. That's a whole big thing. And also, we have been able to open up uh, for outside uh, service for the bar, the 724 Lounge. Yeah. So we have a big deck. We're fortunate. We have a big deck on the outside of, of our lounge. And uh, the state opened up for outdoor service. We're already geared for that. 
Yep. Yep. And then um, we took a huge tent and put that up in our back parking lot. So we kind of doubled the amount of space that we were able to have outside. Um, and both of those together, you know, still are well below what our inside capacity is. We were, you know, you know, we're all set as far as that goes, what parameters the state had set for us to be open. So the one caveat is, along with every other bar and restaurant in the state is the outdoor service is available, but it is by reservation only. So what you need to do is you need to call um, Twins, which in the number is 603-421, right? 0242. 0-2-4-2, and then hit extension three. That'll bring you up to the bar. And then- I'm awaiting your call out there. You leave your name, a number we can get you back at, and the day and time that you would like the reservation for. And we're doing them in two hour blocks. What? Uh, number of people. on. The oh, uh, yes, and the number of people. The maximum number of people at a table is six right now. Um, and again, that is a state limit right now. Um, but, you know, today was the first day. This is, you know, Monday the 18th when we're recording this. And that uh, went really, really well. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, things kind of ramped up during the day. And by 6 o'clock, things were packed. And um, so make sure awesome. you call ahead and reserve your spot. And again, your name, your number, the time you want, and the number of people that you want up to a maximum of six. And um, if the space you asked for is not quite available or not available, we'll call you back. We'll work it out so that you can uh, get here. But uh, we're really excited to be um open for that you can stay in touch with twin smoke shop on facebook twitter instagram youtube and at our website twinssmokeshop.com um for me so far the cigar is not changing all that much as i continue to smoke it i'm only about an inch in um dave you started smoking before the show really started so you're a little bit further along I don't know where other people are at an inch, inch and a half in. What what are the um, what's the kind of flavor profile you're getting now, Nick, on on your cigar? I'm getting a lot what, of tobacco notes. A lot of tobacco notes. I don't know why. Um, it's not really changing. The, the only thing that is is well, maybe a little bit of the change is I'm getting a, a a little bit more sweetness, a little bit more spice alongside with the drink itself mm. um you think the drink is bringing that out or do you think I it's think, a cigar no I, I i don't know it's i'm trying to smoke the cigar without taking a sip of the drink which is extremely difficult for me yes um Man, so takes, i've been that takes willpower Nick. a lot of, of discipline a yeah. lot of discipline i've been practicing yep. at home really i have yes i usually try to get through a quarter, of the, off, a quarter huh? of the way through the cigar before taking a big gulp of alcohol. Um, so it I, I guess the the spice and the sweetness is kinda vamping up a little bit now that I'm getting I'm about almost halfway through the cigar. Mm. So it's not You're a, halfway through already? Yeah, about halfway through. So smoker. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a power smoker. 
So, but uh-huh. it's it's nice. It's it's you get a lot. You don't get uh, any other nuances of the earth or the woodiness. Just the sweet spice that's coming through a lot more. Sam, what about yourself? Are, is things are things changing for you? Are you feeling like you drink pairs a little bit better or worse at this point? Or what? Are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm enjoying the drink. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I'm enjoying, enjoying the, drink. the drink. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm the uh, long term smoker sickness. here. <laughs> I am enjoying the drink a little bit more. Maybe I'm thinking probably there was a little bit more citrus sitting on top. The oil is sitting on mm-hmm. top, so it's it's pulling off a little bit now. Mm. And then since you mentioned that you're getting that bit of leather in the mm. smoke, it is definitely coming through for me. Probably mm. you you know you told me to look for it, and I'm now really starting to see it. But I'm getting that sort of mouth feel of mm. leather that that sort of mm-hmm. back of the mouth not quite dryness but that mm-hmm. sort of it's, it's the mouth feel of, yeah. of of the smell of leather you know what i mean yeah. yep right. yep it's good i'm enjoying it so far this cigar really is silky smooth it, i mean it's silky in the hand mm. the wrapper is that's so, the other thing it, it is pulling about as well of any it's cigar like a little cat smoke. nose it's like a cat's nose. Yeah, soft and velvety. I never heard that type of analogy before uh, for a cigar. This cigar reminds me of my words? cat Pepper. <laughs> it reminds me of Pepper's nose. It's not oh. really damp, but it's just kind of wet to the touch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, see, you nailed it. <laughs> Brotherly love. Paul, what about you? So, <clears throat> this is my second time smoking the cigar mm. just like Nick and, yep. and also like Nick I was a little bit underwhelmed the first time I had this right I guess maybe I had some preconceived notions of what the Tatuaje nah. should smoke like Tatuaje Tatuaje tomato tomato yaga yaga tat but um, again you know we've we've talked about that most Tatuaje Tatuaje TAAs come with the Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper so um, and again, I was, I've smoked enough Sumatra wrappers to get an idea of what it should smoke like. Mm. So the first time was, was a little bit underwhelming. I thought it was a little lighter in the flavor complex. But with the drink, now the drink, I'm actually pulling out a lot more of the chocolate notes as I'm mm. getting into it. So that's very, very pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's pairing with the cigar, I'm pulling out a little bit more of the earthy wood tones. I am getting the leather, the spice. As specifically on the retro hill, as really smoothed out, mm. really smoothed out. It's a little bit more—I uh, don't want to call it full-blown in the beginning, but it was a lot. It was a lot of rich spice there. Now it's sure. pared down, um, so this is becoming a lot more pleasurable for my second time. Would you say nice. this is a medium-bodied? Medium body, yep. straight on medium. Yep. I'm thinking. Yeah. Right, Dave. What about you? How how have things been changing for you as you're now at least halfway done with the cigar? Um, my retro hail has calmed down a bit. Uh, it's not so spicy, but still spicy. Do you think it's just because um, your nose is burned out? No. Or do you think it's really calmed down? I think it's really calmed down. The um, I'm I'm also uh, definitely getting a lot more of the cocoa notes. Um. Now is that yeah. from the drink or just from the cigar? Uh, that's definitely from the from the from the cigar. Um, How do you know? Because I'm trying to block the drink out of my head. And I'm not really liking it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's making if the cigar I use taste better. The powers of my mind. Yes. I can block the drink out. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 
Yep. Selective tasting, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> I don't like selective viewing. Mm. <laughs> you go to that one too. Buddy. Yes, yes, I am master. Actually, <laughs> there is, there is, I think, some some light cocoa, and and maybe that gets back to the the caramel. Um, mm. I kind of pick up from it. Um, you know, there's this nice gentle sweetness in the background of this. Yeah. And I think that's from the Sumatra wrapper. Yeah. Um, it's really very, very nice. Mm. Uh, it is such a smooth, creamy cigar. It's very pleasant. It's not like the other oh, Tatawahe TAAs. Mm-hmm. No. It's not the the medium plus or, you know, you really generally, I think, expect Tatawahe to be bolder than this cigar is yeah and this cigar is much smoother and the flavors are more nuanced yeah and uh that's not normally what you expect from tatuaje let alone their taa line um i think i'd like to try this cigar in like five years see where it's at yeah i, I was just thinking the same thing too david i said if this sits for a while yeah it's definitely going to open up a little bit more well it's yeah. interesting you know we smoked these when they just came in kind of off the truck yep. and we're like, meh. And now, you know, after it sat for a couple of weeks and a lot of times, you know, that's, that's, you know, especially if I get cigars through the mail, which is really more often that I really don't use mail order stuff that much. You know, it, it's one thing to have stuff sent from a tobacco store like twins where, you know that the cigars have been cared for properly and they're sent for you. It's another thing to do a whole mail order based. Yeah, you don't know what thing. warehouse is like, or you know. And, but you know, ninety nine percent of the times when I get cigars in the mail, they're being sent to me from a friend, right? And when I get them, I don't know what they've been through, how long they've been on the truck, or whatever. I let them sit in my humidor for a minimum of two weeks before I light them up because you want them to kind of settle down get properly humidified you know and i wonder if that's the case with this that once it had the time to sit and kind of reacclimate and get used to the environment that maybe the cigar is performing better what what do you what do you guys think you think that may be the case or you know are you just now that you're kind of knowing what you expect that you're enjoying it more. I think letting him sit for a little bit helps. Absolutely. Like you say, it comes off the truck. Again, we don't know how long it's been sitting in the postal service or UPS right. or whatever. Um, a lot of times you have to let him, you know, get some humidification in there before you really start enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So it could very well be that uh, the first time we had it, which was, like I said, a couple of weeks ago when we first received it, it may not have been the right time. Mm-hmm. But I do agree this is a lot better today um but i'm certainly going to go back to the pairing because i think right. the pairing is certainly bringing out a lot more of the flavors uh that otherwise you wouldn't be experiencing on its own mm. Nick, you. what about thank you, you Sam. what do you what do you think do i you agree. agree or disagree no i agree i think you know when they're coming off of when they're when they're when they're getting shipped you have that that time gap that they're being handled right. by UPS um, and they're outside of humidification. And then when they come in, they I, I believe they have to sit and they have to settle a little bit and get yeah. used to the environment. 
um, kind of open up a little bit. And it was probably shame on me that I grabbed it right out of the box. Wasn't even in the humidor. I just grabbed it, paid for it, and started smoking it. <laughs> Bad, and I was excited because I, I, I really like Tatuaje cigars, their whole line. Yeah. And when they come out with a specialty cigar like this, it's supposed to be, you know, above the rest. Um, and when I smoked it, I was a little disappointed. I was like, wow, this is kind of flat. You, you did get a little bit of the sweetness, the woodiness and stuff. And and I was like, wow, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'd go back to this. And then when you said that we were going to have it on the show, I was like, well, we'll see how it goes this time. Yeah. And it definitely is. It's, it's, I think it's, it's a different cigar all in its own. And then with the pairing, the pairings bring out a little bit more flavor. You get a lot more nuances. You go back and forth, and it's a really good combo. And definitely, like I said, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're getting when you're doing mail order stuff, right? You know what I mean. And you know, if you're ordering it from Twins, we have it in uh, controlled humidity, um, and it's it's gonna be good when you get it. So, yeah, it's. I think it's that that time from when it comes from the factory to the shop. You got to let them sit. You got to, you know, just let them relax a little bit. Right. You know, let them open up. Um, that's a great segue into what uh, my cigar confession is this week. And that is the importance of giving cigars a second chance. And a lot of times when something new comes in, uh, we smoke it. You know, sometimes, and this was a great example, we were expecting one thing and got something completely different. And when you're in that mindset, um, you might not really be able to appreciate the cigar for what it is. And, um, you know, so it's always good to try a new cigar at least twice. You know, they're also a perishable product. You might get something that's a little bit off. You know, it's a handmade thing. It might be a little bit off. Always give a cigar a couple of tries before you make a final recommendation or discernment of whether or not the cigar is of your taste or not. Um, and, you know, I, I think we've all kind of confessed a little bit that, the, you know, other, other than Dave, this is the first time he's had it. Um, that this cigar, you know, doesn't really fit your typical Tatawahe profile. And if you're looking for that when you smoke this, you know, you're going to be kind of surprised, taken aback, put down, disappointed. But if you look at the cigar just as a cigar on on its own and and you know, you judge it that way, um, you know, it's amazing how things can change. And then there was also the, the aspect that we talked about that right off the truck, a cigar may taste very different than after it's had a time to acclimate again to the humidor after a couple of weeks. Another reason you might want to give a cigar a couple of chances. Um, and I'd like to hear from everybody here what uh, you know, what's your take on that? Um, do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? What's been your experience with that? Um, and to give you guys a little bit more time to think, um, 
I'll tell you a little story. Um, one of my all-time favorite cigars, and I've said it here on the show, is the uh, uh, Byron Grand Poema in the white box. It's a fantastic cigar. Um, it's aged for five years before it even comes to the retailer. It's an unbelievable cigar. And um, several uh, years ago, uh, a new size of Byron came out, and um, uh, the Aristocrates, I think it's called, was is the cigar I'm referring to. And I uh, smoked that, and it, I thought it was going to be the, the next move up from the Grand Poema, and it wasn't. It was a completely different tasting cigar, completely different flavors, completely, and I was very disappointed the first time I had it. And I kind of voiced my disappointment, and I was told um, and reminded that Nelson Alfonso, who makes those cigars, does not make each Byron to be the same blend. Each size is its own thing. There's no, there's not necessarily any commonality between one Byron and the next. It's its own thing. And so you need to look at it like it's its own cigar. Don't compare mm. it to one or the other. But as this, what do you think? And what, the second time I had it, I enjoyed it a whole lot more because my mindset was very different. I kind of blanked myself out and said, okay, I'm going to just sit back and think, this is a cigar. What do I think about it? And instead of comparing it to the previous one, judge it on its own merits. What were its flavors? What were its nuances? What were its... And I enjoyed it a whole lot more. And, you know, I realized that in a way I was kind of smoking the band you know, the first time I had it, and I had these preset um, expectations in my head as to what it was supposed to be, when that wasn't what it was designed to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how might this cigar kind of fit that? What What are your experiences <clears throat> with that um, as far as the, the necessity of giving a cigar more than one go before you make a final um uh, decision on whether that cigar is something that's worth it for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I won't come out and say what cigar I had. I'll just say that I, at one point, I had uh, a cigar that I really, really enjoy, um, and I don't know if it was something I had eaten or drank mm. prior to actually smoking that cigar, but I remember sitting down and really just, just sitting down and, and having that cigar and. It just tasted different. It mm. actually was almost unenjoyable, mm. and I I really had to think about what what was what am I what did I do wrong here, you know? I mean, is it something that I ate or drank? And I pr I figured out that it was something that I had eaten prior to it that may not have that may have dulled my palate, so that I couldn't pick up the the normal flavors that I really enjoyed from that cigar, mm. and so basically I just did a, a palate cleansing the next time made sure I had a nice clean palate and that cigar just opened right up again. So a lot of times if you're having a cigar for the first time and you've 
and you may have eaten or drank something that wouldn't normally uh, open up your palate so that you could ex really expose them to those flavors, um, that can be very off-putting to you. So it could be something that you could simply change or, or just make sure you have a nice clean palate when you sit, you're getting ready to enjoy that cigar or make sure you have a really good pairing. Yeah. You know, maybe some, I, I'm, I'm a big beer drinker. Yeah. So beers generally, for the most part, might not be a great pairing for a lot of the cigars we enjoy. Right. And the, at least the cigars that I enjoy. So I have to really kind of focus on what kind of pairing. If I'm going to have something to drink, I'm going to make sure it's actually going to go really well with that cigar. Mm -hmm. Nick, what about you? Well, for me, it would probably have to play with... Um, <laughs> with probably the strength level for me in the beginning where I would have one cigar and it would be too strong or too much flavor and I'd I'd be like okay I'm done with the cigar I can't do it anymore and then I would give it another chance and maybe have it with a drink pairing or a beer or some bourbon single malt you know a heavier scotch or something like that and it would it would come alive a little bit more so doing for me when i'm smoking cigars especially heavy cigars um tatuaje double hero lfds and stuff like that i can't really smoke that on its own i have to have it with a parent smoking it on its own for me is just it, it's not it, i could smoke it but it's not going to be a, a really enjoyable experience for me so i have to kind of step back and and be like okay what did i do wrong here like Paul was saying, you know, do I need to cleanse my palate? Do I need to have that at the end of the night? Do I need to have that in the morning after the gym? So I got to kind of, you know, compare and contrast. And a lot of stuff for me, I would have to have a stronger cigar for me. I would have to have it with a bourbon or a scotch to really kind of open it up, really enjoy it. And then I would have like in the morning, I would switch it up and have, you know, a Connecticut or uh, Cameroon wrapper or something like that in the morning where it's not going to be as harsh. I could have it with a coffee. I could have it with, you know, a glass of water or anything like that. Or even a morning scotch. <laughs> Gotta have a morning, morning scotch. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? You shouldn't be. <laughs> Dave, do you have anything to say to this? You're the newest to cigar smoking here. You know, I have to say one of the, <clears throat> the biggest things that I've learned since I've been here is how drastically... A cigar can change with what you're drinking. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. Like when we did yeah. the chocolate episode, that was just who'd have thought that candy would have a huge effect on like what you're smoking, yeah. or uh, the the scotches and the whiskeys, um, the Mountain Dews. Yeah, the Mountain Dew Coronas. <laughs> you know, that was <laughs> don't drink Corona with a cigar. Um, it's it's uh, it's amazing what you can get. And what you, or in sometimes what you don't get uh, from a cigar based on what you're drinking. Um, and that's all the more reason to try something more than once. Because if you didn't like it with this, try it with something else. It could be a completely, totally different experience. Mm. Now, Sam, I bet you could say the same thing about alcohol. Oh, about booze, like yes. <laughs> um, um, exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, always, always, always try drinks more than once mm. the first time i had a manhattan i hated it the first time i had a beer i hated it it mm. tastes like soap it's an acquired taste it <laughs> takes time for your palate to understand 
what you're going to enjoy about these flavors. It doesn't just hit you instantaneously. You know, it's not all just like eating chocolate for the first time. It takes time for your body to understand what you're tasting and, and how it interacts with other things that you're tasting. And, and even more so with booze, it, you can go from one bartender to another who changes Correct. things by a quarter of an ounce with one of the five ingredients and it turns it into a whole different party. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it can be totally, totally different. Um, and then it, it pairs just, you know, jumps at just as well over to food. You don't like this cocktail. Did you eat a onion-heavy salad right before it? Right. That could have something to do with it. Or did you, you know, did you have something that dulled your palate? Did you have something that spiked it so all you could taste was the sweetness? You know, there's a lot of chemistry going on there. Yes. That pushes you, your palate, in different directions. So it's, I mean, it's a constantly a game. And these guys totally nailed it. Try things with things you like. Try things with nothing, and then try things with something new. Because you'll you'll never know which one of those three slots. All of a sudden, you'll go, "This is it. This is my drink. This is my. Yeah. This is what I want. This is exactly what Absolutely. I need." You know. So, awesome. You bring up a good point. Do you have certain drinks that you make that clients only want you to make for them? Absolutely. Versus Kendra yeah. or Brie mm-hmm. or Lisa. <laughs> yeah, <Mandy>. absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, a, a perfect example, though. Dan's wife. She absolutely loves a cocktail that I make. It's one that I brought here with me. I mean, it's an existing cocktail, but one that they weren't familiar with before I got here. We we figured it out. She she tasted one, and it was that was it. That was the end of the game. She yep. took two sips, and it was what cocktail it was, over. was it? That's the Hotel Nacional. You'd like it too. Pineapple and rum. Yeah. Come on, be honest, Nick. You didn't have to think about it. It's just like rum punch from Puerto Rico. Does it have scotch? I think I would like it. Oh, yeah. have alcohol? It's got moonshine in it? Oh, yeah. I'm good all day. Here we go. And that's, I mean, that's a pretty common thing with your bartenders and your clientele. And so, in a lot of ways, really, it's a good thing. As long as you and your other bartenders are on the same page. And you know, generally speaking, that all of your drinks are going to come out balanced. They're going right. to come out of quality, right? right? Then you can get to a point where I used to, at, at my last bar, me and my number two, Tyler, made most of our basic drinks, our Manhattans, our Old Fashions, our Lemon Drops, our you know Tom Collins, that kind of stuff. We made them differently. Mm. Normally, generally speaking, that's not the best thing. You don't want to sit on one side of the bar and get Sam's and then sit on the other side of the bar and get the other. Right. But Tyler and I talk about it a lot and we talk to our customers about that. So anytime you sit down, it's like, oh, actually, you wanted you want Sam's Tom Collins. And we know what questions to ask. We know which direction to go. What are you having to eat this evening? I think this one is going to be just right for you. Yeah. And it allowed us to have a little bit of variation literally within one single bar in how these drinks are being made and, and how they taste for individual people. Mm. And it, I mean, that's really amazing to be able to do with just a minor change of a quarter ounce of an ingredient here or there or you know whatever it is oh it's so true mm-hmm. it's so true and it, it's honestly what makes it fun from my end mm. is is that I, my best drink the best drink i've ever made in my what, whatever it is made it perfectly and this person says mm, it's just not right for me great mm-hmm. let's try again because mm-hmm. there's got to be another mix out there that's also really good that's going to be just right for you right and that's where the creativity comes in for me like, it gets fun yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Um, what's our final verdict here on the 2020 rendition of the Tatawahe TAA? I was going to add a quick flavor that okay. I'm getting. Yeah. And it, feel free to call me out if I'm totally crazy here, but 
on these these last you know ten or fifteen good puffs, I've gotten a little bit of sweet onion, mm. maybe Vidalia or like it's it's very periphery, it's very out on the edges, but it, it it changes from a little bit of a sweetness to a little bit of a savory out on the edge, mm-hmm. and I, it almost feels like tastes like onion to me, like a green onion, right? You know what I mean? Where it's, it's never onion. strong or spicy by any means, mm. but it gets goes from savory to sweet just ever so slightly. I can dig that. Um. Nick, what's your final thoughts on this? It was better than the first time around, I'll tell you that. <laughs> better than the first time. It was. <laughs> the, if, if we would have took this back to when we got it, I would have probably would have gave it a bad review. Uh, I was not happy with it the first time. It was, like I said, I got a little bit of flavor out of it. Um, and it was just, it wasn't what I expected from Tatuaje at the time. Now, do you think the fact that you're enjoying it more is more because the cigars had a chance to sit and reacclimate or and maybe it's a combination of the two do you think it's because now that you know what the cigar is supposed to be mm. that maybe and so that you knew what more to expect that you enjoyed the cigar as it was more um probably that 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 it, that it sat mm-hmm. um because I had expectations of it, and I was like, uh, I don't think this is going to go well for me. But it it opened up, and it, it became another cigar. Just by sitting in a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? And maybe it has to do with the, the cocktail. I'm going to have to smoke the cigar with maybe a single malt, or maybe some moonshine, or, or, or something, and see how that goes. You know what I mean? It might go a totally different way for me with another another cocktail if you know we're drinking chocolate uh yeah we're drinking chocolate manhattans mm-hmm. technically uh, what if it doesn't taste well with an old-fashioned i'm a big old-fashioned guy you know what i mean what if i there are lots of those available here at the bar yeah right exactly mm-hmm. you know I've what i mean there's a, there's, we we make uh 20 different other manhattans and that's old like fashions. a whole box worth of tatuai right exactly You've got a lot of smoking i got a lot of smoking to do so yeah. <laughs> with with this combination of the pairing it's a fantastic smoke so you like the pairing and the cigar i like i like the cigar how it is i finished my drink which is not a surprise not at all no not at all it wasn't a full three ounces it's not like you're ahead of time here um but the cigar on its own is is a lot better than it was before when i first had it so i'm i'm very happy that we're smoking this now now sam how do you think the pairing went for you how did the cigar that did did it add to your drink, subtract from your drink. What? How do you think you did? Pretty well. Um, so I'm not the biggest cigar smoker around. We all know that I'm a I'm liquor focused in general. You know that's why I was hired. But I liquor do. Focused. I enjoy the act of smoking. I always have. Um, and I, you know, I'm not offended by any of it. Mm. Like uh, my palate is, you know, right. it's never offended by it. But some cigars, you know, obviously on the spectrum get to the point where they're a little bit intense on me for sure. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they tire my palate out. And this, I haven't had a single issue with this. It feels mm. really smooth. There's mm. no sort of fatigue that I'm getting from it. There's no mm. like total dryness you know i mean i've had a little bit of a cocktail and a little bit of water but that's pretty normal yep um so for me as a as a novice smoker i'm thinking this is probably right up the right alley there's i'm getting the difficulty of some sort of deeper darker notes 
but I'm also getting the medium body and the easy pull, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a good introductory for me, I, I would think. Well, that's one of the things I like about this cigar. Anybody could smoke it, mm. you know. Uh, this is not a cigar that you could, that if you were... If you were wanting to try something different, but you were more of a, a light cigar smoker or a, a occasional cigar smoker, you could smoke this mm. and and enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean and, that's that's exactly what I'm doing yeah, right now. That's that's and, a very good. And if way to you put were it. and if you were uh, somebody who's more of a medium to full bodied, like like Nick or Paul, myself, even Dave here, it's still a cigar you can enjoy. There's yeah, enough going absolutely. on in it that you can that you can enjoy it. Feel like you're smoking something? Yeah, it's one of the things I like about this. Uh, Paul, what about you? Well, I would have to uh, <clears throat> agree somewhat with Nick that it, it certainly has helped that it's been sitting in a humidor for a couple of weeks. Um, but I also think that uh, once I got outside <laughs> my head that of what it should have smoked like from the first time, um, I'm taking it on its own mm. uh, and kind of forgetting about what the other TAAs. Yeah. Uh, have smoked like in the past so um i think it's first of all construction wise it's been spot on yeah uh mm-hmm. burn line has been really really good hasn't wavered at all the drawer has been incredible uh the the, the field of the it's just been excellent, <laughs> uh, excellent. <laughs> the drink sam i gotta hand it to you my friend unbelievable Thank you so Glad much. Um, it's, it's, I'm getting a lot more of the cho- of the uh, chocolate notes from this. Uh, it's helping to pull out a lot more of the sweetness. This it's been very consistent. Mm. It hasn't changed. It's very well balanced as well. Not one flavor is overpowering the other. So those earthy wood notes, a uh, little bit of leather. Um, this has been an enjoyable cigar. I'm glad I gave it a second shot. Dave, how about you? I'm totally enjoying this cigar. I'm, I'm still. I wasn't really a big fan of the drink. Um, however, the cherry was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it didn't suck I had so much to do with that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he the, uh, thought really hard. You can thank Italy for those. Yeah, yeah, it soaked up the alcohol really well. It was like I could have, a, I could have a glass full of those cherries. But, <laughs> they, uh, they're dangerous. The, uh, no, the cigar has been absolutely devi- delightful. It's uh, very smooth, um, <laughs> definitely creamy. Um, the 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 retro hail is very desirable for my palate. Um, yeah, I give I give this cigar two thumbs up. I'm happy if I waited. <laughs> well, I'd have to echo what other people have said. This has been a very very good cigar, medium bodied. Um, not, Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> the black cherry not... was right in my throat. <laughs> I really Pop enjoyed the cherry, it though. Huh? Top of the cherry. Choking on the cherry. Not, uh, you know, this is not the normal Tatawahe. And, um, uh, you know, so the first time I had it, I was like, uh, this isn't it. But it's a TAA. It's a special thing. It's trying to create something new, something different. In this case, it's a little bit lighter than your normal Tatawahe. It's a little bit... Uh, more, you know, on the mild side of medium. And, um, you know, kudos to them for coming out with something that's very smooth, that's very, very creamy, that's got some really good flavor in it, and that, you know, isn't, you know, right in the uh, 
uh, wheelhouse of what you expect from Tatawahe. They kind of went a little different way with this. And uh, I thought the pairing was very, very good. I thought the, the chocolate and the Manhattan really complemented the cigar. I thought the orange peel uh, in the Manhattan also brought out some of the woody notes in the cigar. I thought it was a very, very good pairing. Um, kudos to Sam, a triumphant return to uh, <laughs> yes, not just blowing smoke. Appreciate it. Very, very good. All right, everybody, we're back for part two of Not Just Blowing Smoke. And for our pipe review, we are smoking Haunted Bookshop by Cornell and Deal. The bookshop that and, is haunted. Uh, oh, if you had a tin of this stuff, it would say another of the late uh, Bob Ranowski's blends named in honor of the famous novel written by Christopher Morley. Haunted Bookshop is a Burley and Virginia blend with just a touch of Perique. It is blended by uh, Cornell and Deal. Uh, it's a Burley blend with uh, Burley, Perique, Virginia. There's no flavoring in it. It's a coarse cut uh, blend. And um, we are having a little gin something rather with this situation <laughs> what uh, are we having here mr uh, sam van winkle <laughs> sam sam uh so i'm calling this i'm going with savory savory gin and tonic not a sam gin and tonic not a sam gin and tonic. you should change the name to sam gin and tonic <laughs> all right fine we're gonna call it a sam, sam gin and tonic sam savory gin and tonic <laughs> so what i did here is i took uh rosemary and pink, gin pink peppercorns Ooh, easy pink over there we'll get to the booze no worries Yes, uh, I took rosemary and pink peppercorns, dropped them into a shaker with two ounces of beef eater, mm. and then I mashed that up. I'm not, a beef eater. Not crazy. You know, you don't want to totally emulsify anything. I just wanted to let some of that peppercorn through and let some of the um, the rosemary through. You know, if you go too hard on rosemary, it's going to come out tasting like a pot roast, which right. is not what you want to drink. No, you don't want to pot roast. <laughs> I like pot roast. Not in a right? gin and tonic. Yeah, right. I love me some pot roast. With mm. a gin and tonic, not in a gin and tonic. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> he's not sure. Um, so know. then I took uh, cardamom bitters. Cardamom, which, cardamom, cardamom, yeah. So bitters, full blown cardamom clove sitting in high proof alcohol to pull that that really intense bitter earthy flavor out. Mm -hmm. So we've got some of that in there, and then I've got some of this underberg. 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 We'll see. I'm not sure that the camera will be able to see that, but a lot of people will recognize it. It is a old school digestif. That what is has a digestif? Kind of, so, digest, man. Or aperitifs. They either prepare your appetite or help you to um, work through your meal, mm -hmm. post meal. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, I mean, they're ancient, traditional medicines approach to mm -hmm. these sorts of things. Yeah. Many of them have, in modern years, shown true medicinal value, yeah. uh, you know, opening up pathways and various things, but they are. Pathways. Uh, widening. Bowels. Bowels, thank you. Yes. Ah, yes. I like that as well. <laughs> Makes your life that much easier. Liquid fiber. 
<laughs> so a little bit of Underberg, and then I've got just a little bit of blood orange liqueur in there mm. with an orange on top. I wanted just a little bit of oranginess to it. It shouldn't be too sweet. I'm hoping nobody's finding it sweet, sweet. You know I just what this tastes like to me, almost like a Moscow Mule, like mm-hmm. that gingery. Yeah, you're, de- yeah, you're getting that that deep spice, almost yeah. like ginger, but that right. is, that's coming from the cardamom instead. Right. It's yeah, like a light. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a light ginger. Moscow Mule, mm-hmm. almost. It's, right, it's right. light, it's yeah. unbelievable. Mule. Right. Mm-hmm. Anybody you know? As opposed to a dark Moscow Mule. Well, a regular Moscow or Mule. Don't judge. Or a heavy this would one. be like a light <laughs> Moscow Mule. <laughs> Like an overweight Moscow Mule, those are my favorite. <laughs> those are really great. Mm. I don't know that there are many overweight mules in Russia these days. <laughs> not, not, not in Russia, no. Perhaps other parts of the world, but not in Russia. Uh, so, Dave, what do you mm. think of the uh, pairing so far? I think the pairing is perfect. Perfect pairing. That's really nice. Yes. Why, Dave? Why do you like the pairing I think all so the much? ingredients that Sam just said uh, bring out... <laughs> Whatever the nat- they were. <laughs> to bring out the, Will you please say nat- something specific? <laughs> <laughs> bring out the natural, like, nuttiness in the, in the tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually giving it a bit of spice, which I don't remember Haunted Bookshop having. Haunted? Uh, That's what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's haunted, yeah, right. Haunted, haunted. haunted bookshop. <laughs> Paul, yourself? <clears throat> it's hauntingly good. Well, first of all, this drink is, I would say, is incredibly refreshing. Mm. The uh, cardamom um, and, and the ginger flavors I'm getting from the drink is bringing out, uh, and I would agree with Dave, it actually is bringing out a little bit more spice. Because this is the first time I've had this tobacco. Mm. Um, I had a few draws for it without the drink. Got some nice f- fruit from the Virginias. Some little bit of earthy wood tones. Mm. Uh, but with the drink, uh, the sweetness is kind of pared down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it is getting a little bit more of that spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially really good. Yeah. The retro hail. Mm. 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 Sam, what do you think? How do you think you did? I... <laughs> Not to uh, not to go off too hard, but I think I actually did really, really well. I'm getting a lot of the same basic profiles from the drink and from the tobacco. That back end spiciness, the uh, a flavor that I've always had trouble describing is what comes from tonic water, the quinine. Okay. It's that sort of tart sweetness. Yeah. It, it your the mouth feel is sweetness, but the flavor itself is tart mm-hmm. and. I'm getting a lot of the same sort of feel from this tobacco. It's really sort of, without drying me out, still being the right amount of peppery spice, right? Yeah, there is a nice amount of spice in this tobacco here. Nick, what about you? What do you think? I think it's fantastic. Bravo, Samuel. Bravo. Bravo, man. Um, One half, bar. Halfway down the bowl and almost done my drink. You just um, lit up. How can you be halfway down your bowl? I smoke fast, man. I'm a power smoker, man. Uh, I, I probably didn't pack it enough. But anyways, it's when I first had the drink when he brought it over, I had a quick sip, and I'm like, man, I may not think that this is going to go well mm-hmm. for me. If I may cut in for one second, the first go. sip I took of this drink, I didn't like. 
the very yeah. first sip that I took, like I the didn't drink. Like, look, it was the, right. don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I love me some alcohol. The drink in its own was refreshing. It was light. You had that almost that gingery spice in there, like mm-hmm. I was saying, that it reminded mm-hmm. me of a Moscow Mule. Yeah, um, it was crisp, little citrus in there. Mm-hmm. It was really, really, really well made. It, but I don't expect anything less from you, Sam. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Balanced is the word you're looking for, yeah, by the way. Yeah. For Balanced. less of words, yes. Um, and then I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I, it, it's because the uh, most of the time when I'm smoking uh, bookshop, it's here at the shop or maybe I'm on my way in and out of work. So for me, I, I, I taste the tobacco on its on its own. So for me... It's woody, got a little bit of spice, not really much sweetness that I get from it, um, and it's just a really well balanced tobacco, light medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when I had them together, I was utterly shocked. I was like, okay, well, this is going pretty damn good. <laughs> the drink is bringing out. Stuff that I've never tasted in Haunted Bookshop before. Mm. And it's really making the smoking of this tobacco really, really pleasurable. For me, it brings it to a whole new level of enjoyment. It, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't really uh, fluctuate as far as strength grows. Goes. But grows. Grows. Um, but it's bringing out, like like Paul says, bringing out the, the sweetness in the Virginias. I'm not really getting the woody notes, which I really love. But you're getting that uh, additional spice, and it's it's making it more um, a little subtle, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rounding off for me. It's rounding off the tobacco with the drink, and it's uh, it's sharing both the Christmas of uh, the crisp, not the Christmas, <laughs> but the crispness. Do you mean rounding? Out or rounding off? Rounding out. Rounding out. Yeah. I can't say rounding off, but rounding out? Rounding out. Rounding, rounding out. out. Look, it's a... Average? No, it's above average. <laughs> <laughs> it's Look, it's a damn good pairing. And I'm wow. enjoying the bookshop a lot more than what I did before. Mm, Bravo to Sam. And you liked it before. I do. I, mm, I, yeah. I, I did. It was it was really good. When I first had it, it was uh, you recommended it to me mm-hmm. like you recommend most of my tobaccos. Um, huh. And it was, you know, when I first had it, the, the woodiness and the spice that came through was really uh, catchy for me. And it was just, I was hooked at that point. And with the drink, it opens up like another level of flavor Mm. for my palate to enjoy and it's amazing i'd swear a whole slew of of swear words right now but i can't i'm trying to keep it pg thank you we appreciate that Uh, i'm i you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) you're so um so it's it's amazing it's Mm. a it's a it's an unbelievable pairing now thank you sam oh yeah um, Haunted Bookshop has been a, a, a favorite of mine for some time, and when we were able to bring it in here at Twins, it has become one of my favorite blends to recommend to people who are 
wanting to get into pipe smoking, but who are primarily cigar smokers. And one of the reasons for that is that a lot of the flavors in this tobacco are very easy to enjoy as a cigar smoker. Those woody notes, those nutty notes, um, it's almost like a, you know, if you were smoking a nice Habano wrapper, you know, cigar, there's a lot of similarities. It's not the same, but there's enough in common with uh, a nice medium bodied, you know, Habano wrapper kind of cigar to really enjoy this tobacco. And so it's a nice gateway tobacco for cigar smokers to get into pipe smoking. You know, cigar smokers are not really interested in the dairy cherries or the vanillas or the rum cakes or whatever there might be out there. They're wanting something with some nice uh, flavors that they're familiar with, but not, you know, not anything that is uh, a flavored uh, tobacco. And so this really kind of offers that up. And Haunted Bookshop for me is very nutty it's very woody medium bodied very smooth there's no uh tongue bite with this at all or anything like that it is a it's a it's a tobacco that's easy to pack it's easy to light it's easy to keep lit and it's very very enjoyable this drink um with the peppercorns and the cardamom bring out a lot more of the perique which is the spicy component in this tobacco um, than you would normally experience um, you counter that with the the blood orange which this the citrus in that and the sweetness in that really complements the virginias that are in here so you you have a real dynamic with this drink that is bringing out both the sweetness and the spice downplaying the nuttiness mm -hmm. that you get from the burleys but it really brings out some more in the tobacco that you normally would not experience and i'm really enjoying it the drink in and of itself is a really nice refreshing very kind of i, I would say almost bright mm -hmm. kind of a drink it's a summer kind of i need something refreshing mm. kind of drink yeah but it's got some some spice and oomph to it because of the cardamom because of the pepper um that you know like a, a normal gin and tonic or a vodka tonic just isn't going to give i could have this in like eight o'clock in the morning it's amazing you well, could well, have it at seven o'clock in the morning what are you kidding oftentimes probably have it at six o'clock in the morning what am i kidding <laughs> what's the difference right at that point <laughs> With a an average gin and tonic, at least it, what it evokes for me is a a nice lunch, a nice a nice drink with your lunch, mm. having a salad in the sun. Mm -hmm. This oh, drink this is a brunch, still this is a still brunch hits, drink. Well, right this this drink still hits some of those notes. Yeah, but you could also enjoy it with pancakes. Oh, or, yeah. or you could also enjoy it after the sun goes down. It's getting a little bit cool out, mm -hmm. and you still have that sort of savoriness and that, that booze character that's going to keep you warm, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. I think, for me, this is, a, again, you know, and this is, this is the great thing, Sam, about having you on the, 
on the podcast as well as Kendra, that, as well as Kendra, you know, but you know, Sam, you, you tend to take cocktails in a direction that the normal person doesn't think of going. <laughs> that well, that's you know, well, I, I, have, I, I appreciate. I mean, that's, we have, that's the best praise. I can so get. We, we Sam we on the show, quite, we go on an adventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never <laughs> quite know what we're going to expect when we have Sam on the show. He's, He's like our own little Indiana and, Jones. In this case, the journey has just been incredibly pleasant, and and um, you know, it's 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 great to try new things and. We're always trying new things with Sam. It's never the same thing twice. <laughs> I get, I get it. When, when you, when you guys said, uh, I think it was on Thursday, Friday, that you guys said that Sam was going to be on the show. I was, I was excited, but I was scared at the same time because <laughs> I know because the last time, what was the last time? Was the that that cocktail that was like. 400 year old recipe that monks yes. had yes, and yes, they yes. made we it we drank, we drank chartreuse last time yes yeah. and it was when i first had that i was like oh that mm. doesn't taste well, that's greatest, how you learn right but <laughs> after a couple of sips i was like okay I'm, you start to appreciate I, I, what yeah. it has to offer so i was mm-hmm. i was i was really excited to have uh to have um sam back on the show because i know He's going to pull something out of the clouds <laughs> and he was going to be like, hey, guys, I just researched this an hour ago and we're, we're going to do this. OK, mm-hmm. so for me, I was excited. That's not that example. not that you did do that, but I'm just oh, saying yeah, every time, every time I did that today, this I came I came in for all of you at home. I came in at six o'clock today. We started about nine, eight thirty. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I whipped up this drink when I walked in. I, I sat down with. I knew the tasting notes for our tobacco, mm-hmm. and I knew what we had for ingredients. I knew I wanted a peppery gin, right? So I went with right. Beef Eater. I knew I wanted something that could hold up to a peppery flavor base. You sit around and play with a couple of things. I came across the cardamom, which mm-hmm. is really it. It's is really what's balancing this out. But it, you know, I mean, like anything else, it it can be done in a limited amount of time if you know what you're looking for sure just like with picking out tobacco just like with picking out food just like you know anything else yep so and then you guys are very open mm. to whatever i mean you're gonna I'm drink very, it I'm you're gonna drink open. it when i bring it down right? i'm very yeah. open i love it but all. you know it's it's really it's it's <laughs> nice and refreshing to have people sat in front of me who are going to drink what i make and at the very least attempt to enjoy it right right Right. And that's that's a really nice thing for a bartender to have people who are just at the very least going to attempt to enjoy these things because yeah. yeah. then I can spread out yeah. and I can do weird things right. like this. Well, and, 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 and you trust <laughs> and you trust us as a panel to give you our honest opinion about, you know, your drink. Right, if absolutely. It's, if it's, you know, sensational, if it's okay, it's pretty good, but it's not our thing and you know right, what I no, mean? We had a week where you guys kind of enjoyed it, but then you kind of told me after, like, mm, that was bad, bud. You didn't do so good. And that's fine. You had I to totally switch understand. it up. I totally understand. You, you know, I mean, that's up, that's man. the way it is. And, you know, I am obviously not at the top of the game in the world by far, but I have a pretty good understanding. So I'm still very much in the learning phase. So every right. time anybody tells me this is the best thing I've ever had or this is the worst thing I've ever mm-hmm. had, that's news to me i need it i need that information to find out how many yeah. people are enjoying well what, we're very you know? we're very privileged to have you with us and mm, mixing fortunate. up the cocktails that you have done for us because mm, and while i'm at it i'll toss out kendra too because yeah. she 
also happens to be a good mixologist, but she's also very good at letting me do whatever I want to do with the booze. Yeah. You know, she's not about like, oh, that's not going to sell. Get out of here. Like, she'll <laughs> let me try. She'll let me try it. She'll let me see if I can sell it. She'll let me see yeah. if people will drink it. But Kendra's more, Kendra's more, how I, how I look at it, Kendra's more of a, a, a tactitianist when she, when she, yeah, when no, she, exactly. when she makes her cocktails and she's very precise she loves her garnish. She loves that mm-hmm. air fryer. Garnish. The garnish. Mm-hmm. She um, needs to make sure that everyone's going to go out exactly yeah, the same. Garnish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? She's more of a, like I said, she's more of a tactician. Tactician when she, really is the word. When she, when she approaches uh, the alcohol and making a cocktail, you're just kind of the the crazy wizard yeah, i'm from... gonna make the most the best and most ridiculous drink i possibly can every time <laughs> absolutely, every time absolutely. absolutely every time but can't help it it it's uh-huh. it's something that for me loving all alcohols rum tequila scotch bourbon whiskeys i'm the least worried about you when i bring yeah, a drink yeah <laughs> like you can please me with a uh, ice cube and some scotch and i'll be fine you know what i mean so <laughs> it is. It's a good balance between me and Kendra, though. With me just trying to whip out the farthest ends and the wackiest and the funkiest, and try get you know trying to get people to try new things. Whereas she mm-hmm. reels you in. She does. She, re- she, she re- totally she reels, reels you in. Goes in. like nobody's going to drink that. Change this out for this, and we can sell it. Like, okay. You know what? You're right. You're right. And at <laughs> the end of the day, that's what matters. Right? She we keeps you honest. That's nice. Make man. the good drinks that people want to try, and make drinks that are actually going to sell. So we have we have a really good balance here, and she's sweet as can be. So that helps. she is, she's awesome. <laughs> she's awesome. Um, Haunted Bookshop here at Twins is sold in bulk. This is another bulk tobacco that we're reviewing here, and um, you know that I think it, you know brings up something that is a good topic to talk about, which is should you get bulk or should you get tins? Ooh. What's what's the difference of things? Tin. And um, especially if something is sold both, which is the case with Haunted Bookshop. A Corn Island deal sells it as tins. They also sell it as bulk. Um, the plus with tins is that they're kind of easy to carry around. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about it. It's got the nice lid on it. Um in Cornell and Deal's case, it's a you know the pop top lid, plastic plastic top. Uh, other brands have the the screw top, you know, uh, tin to them. Um, two ounces is generally what what things come in, or fifty grams. So they're they're easy to carry. They're easy to keep with you. Um, I have a bag downstairs with with a number of different tobaccos in it. They're all tins. And that's basically why I have them is, is it's easy to carry. That's very compact, easy to go. The plus with getting bulk is that you're not having to pay for the packaging. And that makes the tobacco incredibly inexpensive to Mm -hmm. get versus getting the tin. Now, one of the things I often get asked is, is there a difference? Is the stuff that's in the tin a different quality or a different or a higher quality blend than what you get in the bulk or is the bulk the leftover stuff the stuff that didn't make the cut and therefore it goes in the bag the answer to that is no 
tobacco is all blended at the same time. Doesn't matter what company it is. Um, if a company is making tobacco, and in this case, talking Cornell and Deal, all that tobacco is blended at the same time. Some of it is sent to be packaged in tins. Some of it is sent to be packaged in bulk. So you're not getting a different blend or a the bad stuff in the bulk and the good stuff in the tin. It's all the same stuff. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, things like Cornell and Deal uh, and Haunted Bookshop, which comes in both tins and bulk for twins, I decided to bring in the bulk because mm -hmm. people could enjoy it more at a lesser price. So if you're looking to get a tobacco and you're looking to like try it, but you don't know whether or not, you know, you might want two ounces is a good amount of stuff to try. Kind of like cigars. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to try more than one bowl. You want to smoke, you know, a certain amount of the stuff to cut. And if you have different pipes, you might want to try it in different sizes or shapes or types of pipes to see how you like it. So getting a tin may be a good thing to do. If you end up putting it in a regular rotation with you, then getting it in bulk where you could buy a bigger quantity of it for less cost is a lot better. Um, so, you know, as you, as you think about it, you know, getting, if the option is there to get it in bulk and get it in tins, it's easier to carry it around in tins. Tins are great gifts for people. It already comes packaged together and everything. It's easy to store. If you're going to cellar it right away, you can just take the tin, throw it in the back of wherever you keep your tobacco, and let it age some. Now, with bulk tobacco, you can put into a mason jar, shut it up, label it, put it in, and that'll age just as well that way. But you can, you know, the, the big plus about getting bulk tobacco is since you're not having to pay all the costs that are necessary with with doing the tinning and buying the tin and the labels and everything, it's a whole lot less expensive. So for us, you know, a tin of Cornell and Deal, two ounce tin uh, at Twins, if we, you know, charge what we do for other Cornell and Deal tins would be $13.50 here at the store. If you get two ounces that are bulk here, you're talking about six ninety five. So you're literally you're literally talking about half the cost for the same amount of tobacco. So um, that's something that I've decided to do here. If, if if something is offered in bulk, generally speaking, I'll try and get it in bulk here because that way people can enjoy more of it for less money. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's one of the great things about pipe tobacco, you know, versus cigars is it's uh, you can get a whole lot more tobacco and enjoy it a whole lot more than you can with a cigar. You know, it, it's not uncommon. Like one of my favorite cigars is is the uh, Roma Craft Neanderthal. Um, that's um, twelve dollars for thirteen. 1350 I can get a tin of Cornell and Deal pipe tobacco and whereas the Neanderthal will be gone 
inside of two hours, that tin of pipe tobacco is going to be able to be enjoyed a dozen, 15, maybe 20 times before it's gone, depending on the size pipe that you're using. And so you get to enjoy it a whole lot more. Um, so, and then if you get it in bulk, like the haunted bookshop here, now you're even talking more value for the money and everything. So some good stuff there. Um, what are our continuing thoughts on the haunted bookshop here? Are you guys liking it? I mean, Paul, this is your first experience with it. Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? Is this a tobacco that you would go to again? What's what What are your thoughts? I, I actually would, and I've, I've been trying to compare uh, what you said about this being something that you would be offering a cigar smoker. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I definitely picked up some of the similarities to that. Yeah. Uh, the earthiness, a uh, little bit of the sweetness. What I've also picked up, and I don't know if this is just my palate, you know, right now or whatever, maybe it's a little bit of the drink, but I gave myself a little bit of a break from the drink to try to see if I can pick up some of the flavors of the tobacco on its own. And I've actually picked up a little bit, almost like a nutty caramel flavor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's anyone else's picking Burley, up. But... Burley is very nutty Yeah. and very sweet. There's yeah. caramely or cocoa-y flavors. Yeah, caramel more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. That, can come, that can come from the Burley. Yeah, absolutely. It's really... Uh, it's a it's a really really good tobacco. I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really enjoying this one. Nick, what about yourself? Well, this is like my hundredth time having this uh, tobacco, mm -hmm. and it's just a wonderful smoke, especially with the drink going back and forth. Mm. Um, still getting some nice light spice that I usually get from it. Um, but the drink is bringing out more of sweetness mm. um and it's it it's wonderful the only thing that i that is gonna suck later is when i'm smoking this and i don't have the drink with me um we'll get just, you some cardamom uh bitters for home <laughs> yeah sure we could do that <laughs> I got you, buddy. the rest is very but it's a little it's, nick it's to a, go bed the rest is yeah, up to you a little a little uh nightcap nick to go a little nightcap you know what i mean so definitely it for me, it definitely abide. I always recommend this when somebody's looking for um, a, a step up from a lot of the aromatics and stuff like that that we carry downstairs, like the Derry Cherry or the Autumn Evening, which is a, a big seller for us. Um, so I, I I love this. I love this tobacco. This is really good stuff. Dave? Um, I've loved uh, Haunted Bookshop for a long time. Um, I think it's going especially well with the pairing um, the nuttiness I feel like is um, um, more prominent with like the earth um, I'm still enjoying the fact that there's this new spice with it that was never really there before um, I'm very impressed with it good job Sam cheers mm. man bravo now, Paul you have some Cigar news for us. I do. <clears throat> it seems like New York is getting hit with something all the time. Yeah. First it was the uh, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, first it was the Irish. Seventy <laughs> 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 percent Irish. For anybody listening out there, seventy percent Irish. I'm, I assure you, I was one of those families. I'm not trying to <laughs> cause any trouble here. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, 
looks like this fall uh, New York's going to get hit with a cigar tax again. Oh, so boy. this wow. this was uh, this was an article that was uh, in Cigar Aficionado last month. So uh, the New York state lawmakers passed a one hundred and seventy seven billion dollar budget for 2021. That includes, among many items, tax relief for some small business business owners. For New York tobacconists, however, many of which qualify as small businesses, that relief may not be enough to overcome the fact that the budget will also significantly raise cigar taxes. Some fear this change could drive stores out of business in the Empire State. The tax rate of 75% of the cigar's wholesale price, one of the highest cigar tax rates in the United States, will take effect on October 1st. The 75% cigar tax is not new. It has actually been New York's official rate since 2010 when it was raised from 46%. But due to a loophole that was passed in December of 2013, retailers have had the option to calculate the wholesale price themselves um, if an established price or manufacturer's invoice price is not available. Uh, They've been able to use the industry standard adjustment ratio, which is currently 38%. The New York State budget, which was passed by lawmakers on April 2nd and signed by Governor Cuomo on April 3rd, removes this adjustment (coughs) ratio clause, meaning the tax rate will jump to 75% of the cigar's wholesale price, a steep increase. For cigar smokers, it means cigars become more expensive. Now, according to James Wiedenbeck, who's the general manager uh, of Tinderbox in Williamsville, New York, uh, the new tax could have devastating effects on New York cigar shops. Um, he's uh, Wiedenbeck is not only a cigar retailer, but also the secretary of the, the sorry the New York Tobacconist Association, an organization of tobacco retailers that work to secure and protect the rights of cigar shop owners, which are roughly ninety percent single store and family owned establishments. The NYTA estimates that 25 to as much as 50% of the current New York tobacconists will go out of business Uh. because of this tax change. The tax is punitive and puts New York small businesses out of business. Uh, The increased tax rates also will eventually be paid by the consumers, and they also fear that the consumers will turn to alternative sources such as online retailers in neighboring states with lower cigar taxes to get their smokes. Oh, they're right. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're right about that. Yep. They're right about that. Yep. So, <clears throat> to kind of summarize, while the cigar tax in New Hampshire has officially been seventy-five percent for some time, because of a loophole in how the law was written, the tax was actually about half that on the cigars. Basically, that loophole is being removed which makes the cigar tax legitimately 75% on the wholesale cost of the cigar, um, which dramatically increases the amount of, uh, that a cigar will cost and makes New York one of the highest uh, tax states in the country. And, you know, my question after hearing that is, you know, um, what is New York thinking? You know, I have, you know, living in Massachusetts, like I do, you know, Massachusetts has attempted to raise the, the cigar tax 
um, and its stake, currently it's gone to 40%. And the goal, of course, is to raise revenue for the state. And so the assumption is if, you know, the if cigars bring about X number of dollars in the state, if we tax it this amount, we can count on getting so much money in next year's budget. The problem is it never works. It never works because people will always find a way to save the money by going online, by going to neighboring states. You know, we are really fortunate here in New Hampshire to not have a, a cigar tax. There's only three states in the country, uh, or actually, you know, two states in a province, right? You know, Washington, D.C., that don't have a cigar tax. And, and um, or no, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania doesn't either. Am I correct right. with that? Yeah. 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 And um, Pennsylvania, Florida, New Hampshire, and Washington, D.C., ironically. <laughs> <laughs> But everywhere else, there's tax on. We can't on have the senators products. paying tax on their cigars now, Dan. But you know, like, you know, twins ships. You know, anywhere in the country, and New York people, if you're listening, you can you will probably save money, even if you had to pay the shipping costs. And we cover the shipping costs if it's over one hundred and fifty dollars, right? Yep. Right, Paul. Um, but even if you had to pay, it would probably end up being less money at 75% for you to get your handful of cigars and get them delivered to your house than it would be to, to go to New York. And who isn't going to do that? I don't understand why people think this is going to make money for the state. They're going to lose money. They're going to mm. lose money yeah. because they're going to make less money from the tax than they will have. I, I, I'm willing to bet that at the end of 2021, if this actually goes through, that the state of New York will actually bring in less money from cigars than they did this year yeah. with the tax effectively being about half of what it is now. Yeah. Well, like Paul said, it's going to close a lot of businesses, a lot of shops. So all that, you know, all the revenue that they were already getting, they're not going to get it anymore. And I mean, I'd add to that that people in general <clears throat> i you know i consider myself as reasonable as they come but people in general including myself will pay an extra two three four five percent if it means that they're just going and getting their product and bringing it home instead of this product cost me thirty dollars oh wait it actually cost me fifty four dollars with this tax mm -hmm. people are uh, in my experience are willing to hop in the car and go for a two-hour drive instead of paying that tax even though it might cost them four dollars more mm -hmm. they did something with that time they right. that cost that amount of money for some reason you right. know or whatever it is and and taxes agree with it or not often don't register in that way right a great example of that I have I have uh, some friends who listen to this show in Canada, who now Canada has a one hundred percent cigar tax. Ooh. Okay, 
But a bit of a, and, a cigar culture, too, as well. Don't yeah, a bit yeah. of cigar culture. And I'm told by one of these friends of mine that um, Charter Oak cigars, which we sell anywhere from $5 to $6 a stick in Canada, end up being somewhere between 15 and $20 oh, a stick God. after wow. all the taxes and, and stuff goes. And they will drive down into the states you know once a year they'll get their cigars let's say charter oak right and they'll bring those cigars back and they'll pay their hundred percent tax and they'll still be ten dollars less a stick than yeah. if they had bought them in canada because of all of the costs of importing into the country and stuff like that. And they got a day trip out of it. And they got a day trip out of it. <laughs> so, you know, I I cannot believe for a minute that this is all about health concerns or anything like that. Well, if it was because about, if it was health, about concerns. health concerns, you would just outlaw it. Right? right? Across yeah. the board. Across the board. If it was really that if it was really that bad. but the problem is the 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 science doesn't really back all that up. And then there are other things where you would think the science, you know, would would uh, be worse. Like take alcohol, for instance. Right. You know, there's a whole lot of science out there that talks about how drinking a lot is bad for your liver. It's bad, you know, for your your brain. We all you can't drive heavy equipment when you've been drinking a lot. You can't drive we don't want anyway. You, you can't drive a period. <laughs> If you get caught driving while you're intoxicated, you could in New Hampshire you can lose your license for what is it a year? Yeah, they don't they don't they don't play around and they don't in play New around. Hampshire. They don't play around. Now you don't How get any doing? of that with smoking a cigar. No, you know I don't know anyone who's you know smoked three cigars, gone home and like you know passed out on the bed, beat their wife, or you know spun out on the car on the way home. None of that stuff. And yet, there's no problem with that. But let's tax cigars 75%. It just seems very arbitrary and very punitive. Yeah. You know? Well, think about, and I'm going to circle around to be agreeing with you, but from a purely uh, financial perspective... Mm -hmm. You think about cigars as opposed to alcohol, and you think nobody's ever gotten in trouble, generally speaking. Right. And they're they're addicted to it, just mm -hmm. like they are with anything else. Right. Right. You know, with alcohol or with cigarettes, obviously it's not as intense, but you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And from there, from that perspective, you look at it and go, "This is guaranteed money, mm. <clears throat> right? These people are not going to stop <clears throat> for any reason that we come up with." Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it right by any means, obviously, but it does, if you're looking at it from a purely sort of math point of view, you can see why people who want more money to help people, better, mm -hmm. again, better or worse, no, none of this is me right. talking politically, yep. but yep. better or worse, we have more money to help people, and these people are not going to stop buying their cigars. You can see where the train of thought goes to, why not tax them more, right? Right works pretty well in a country mm -hmm. but in the united states where we have states who d determine most of their own laws 
people are going to go over the, the state line. And I don't know that we've figured that out so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I can remember as a kid, like one of the, one of the, or more or less like a younger adult, I guess, is I would, you know, our friends would get together and we'd pull up and we'd go into New Hampshire to buy cigarettes because it was just so much cheaper, you know. And that's why I went to college in New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was uh, that was that was just like the thing, you know. You know, my community of friends would get together, and one of us would go to take a day trip to New Hampshire and uh, buy cigarettes for everyone else. Yeah. You know, that was a, that was just a thing. Right to go back because, ten years. How old are you, approximately? Forty-five. Forty-five. Right. So my mom is fifty-six. 50, yeah, fifty-six. So when she was eighteen. It was st- the drinking age in New York State. We're, um, I'm from Massachusetts, anyone out there? The drinking age in Massachusetts was already 21 by the time she turned 18, but the drinking age in New York State was 18. Mm-hmm. So everybody from Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which is right on the New York line, would mm-hmm. go over the hill and drink in the next state over because they're humans. Because yeah. obviously that was going to happen. There's no, it, right? There's no way around it. And my mother isn't a drinker. She's not a, she wasn't really a wild child. She right. was just a normal kid, <laughs> and right. then and she was doing it. So I think from a normal perspective, as a guy who's within X number of miles of a state border, mm. they're going to hop the border to buy. Because why wouldn't they? Right. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I would do it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with doing it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you're, you're, not, you're not losing morally. Right. You're not losing face. You're not losing anything but time. And if that's all you, you know, if, and if that's fine, hop to another state. Why wouldn't you? Right. Good point. You ready for a would you rather question? <laughs> you know I'm ready, Dan. You know I'm ready. All you right. or Dave? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that if need be. All right. We'll start with Dave. I already know what I think he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Dave, would you rather... No. <laughs> give up bathing for a month Oof. or give up the internet for a month oh well Jesus. <laughs> I mean, come on now <laughs> that he would give up yep. bathing for a year yep there we go this is a month yeah <laughs> no, month. i mean yeah, i probably would do though absolutely that's why god invented deodorant go outside internet nick oh man bathing for a month or internet for a month which would you rather uh, give up because i'm married and my wife is <laughs> that's better than netflix <laughs> Well, I got a lot of stuff to do around the house. I, know, I, I got, was agreeing with you. <laughs> I got chickens and turkeys now that I have to yeah. take care of. Yeah, it's I got, got chickens and That's turkeys good. that I got to take care of. No ticks in the yard. Exactly. Nick the fowl life. Um, because my wife is really, really big on hygiene. She's pretty too. I love my wife. She's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful lady. I, I, That's my trophy wife right there. And uh, I would probably have to give up the internet for a month, man. You probably would too. I would, I wouldn't mind. To, to be honest, I wouldn't mind because during this whole lockdown thing that we've experienced here in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. we haven't really been watching Netflix or Prime or uh, Plex or TV for that matter. What we've been doing is because she's home, she's kind of putting me to work, and 
we're going outside in the yard and we're planting and we're you know we're improving the chicken coop and cleaning up the yard and doing a bunch of stuff that we wouldn't normally be doing mm-hmm. um so technically for the last month i haven't been really doing too much on the internet so except when you're here except when i'm here probably <laughs> but um but i'd probably i would have to give up the 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 internet for the month right. man um, sam typical married man nick yeah typical. um <laughs> It comes down to, I mean, I love a shower as much as the next person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really do. He loves his bed more than that. At the same time, it it depends entirely if I was off work. If if it was the if it was last month, no question, I wouldn't. I would go without showering and not even think about it. Well, you slept on last month. I mean, so he didn't shower. Well, I did. I did. I kept myself clean because it's not an either or situation. You gotta get the Doritos off. I mean, I wasn't showering every day by any means. I'm not a crazy person. But I I think I could. That's a tough one. But no, no, it's not. It comes down to it comes down to I have nobody to please in my life. I really don't, and I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. No big deal. I'm not like lonely or whatever. But unless hey out there, ladies, I'll give you my phone number later. But <laughs> he's a single man. <laughs> but Sam I I really think if I, like at home, what do I care? I'll go without a shower for two weeks because I I want to watch House. who also doesn't shower we can go over all the shows I watched while I was off but that's a long list and uh, I think it it paid off for me I learned some things I enjoyed some things and I mean my mental health really is better than it's ever been because I was off work for a while Mm. and I enjoy work but there's something about just waking up and going "Hmm, I don't have to shower today I don't have to Anything. I don't have a Thank wife to please. I don't have a dog. I don't have a cat. I don't have a. I don't have a garden. I can just get up and do exactly whatever I want. I don't have chickens. Well, hey, I like chickens. no roosters. I love, They're I fine love, pets. I love my chickens and my turkeys. Yeah, we'll so. talk. We'll talk about the the fowl later. All right, All right. Paul. I'm I'm very interested in what you have to say. You've been very thoughtful as all this has gone on. Paul seems gonna, like you're giving this a lot of thought. He knows uh, the rest of us. Come on, Father Paul. Come on, Father no Paul. No shower for Paul. <laughs> What does Pablo Maduro want? I'm 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 old school, and I could easily give up the internet for a month. Oh, but there's no way. There's boo. no way I'm giving. Up you know, bathing. old school was no giving up way. bathing too. People no, bathing no. I mean, for like a while. I do have someone at home I have to please. There it's you not go. my dog. My dog. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, 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 have to, I have to, I have to shower at least once a day because I mean, I'll go home tonight and take a shower after. Being in this environment for 14 hours, so yeah. yeah I mean, you smell disgusting. So. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're sitting in the middle of us. That's right. We met your wife. She why was the one who wanted the... you to get this wonderful job. That's why I'm it's sitting okay. under the open window. There you go. That's right. So all the smell just goes right out. Yeah. No, no, for me, I'd probably give up the internet myself. There you go. I think. Wow, uh, what a surprise! This is going uh, across generational lines around here. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> rather, rather do that. Oh my. Um, before we give our final thoughts I, I want you all to know that next week I'm really excited that we're having Eric Wentworth from Hammer and Sickle back on the show Yeah, he's a Yay. great friend of the podcast a yep. great friend of Twins we're really pumped and along with Eric the Vice President of Hammer and Sickle 
uh, in charge of the cigars uh, for them. We're also going to have the other half of Hammer and Sickle, John Considine, who is in, uh, involved with the vodka end of Hammer and Sickle. Hammer uh -huh. and Sickle is a vodka and cigar company, and uh, John is going to be joining us as well. We're going to have Hammer and Sickle vodka cocktails on the show, and we're going to, for the cigar, enjoy the Hammer and Sickle uh, Tradition Toro, and I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah, it's a good it cigar. It's a great cigar, mm. great mild to medium cigar. Anybody could smoke it. It's going to be good. Um, we're going to have lots of stories about how that cigar came about and, uh, and how that blend came together and why. And John was there for all of that. And so uh, I'm very excited about having both of them on the show next week. Um, also, we're going to, for our pipe tobacco, be doing something that will be brand new to twins, at least since I've been here, and that is McBaron Navy Flake. Yes. And awesome. I'm very excited about that. Uh, so make sure that you get yourself some Hammer and Sickle, the Tradition Toro, and McBaron Navy Flake if you want to smoke with us. And... Um, uh, that having been said of what's going to be coming out next Monday, what's the final verdict here on the um, Haunted Bookshop by Cornell and Deal? Dave? Um, I've always been a big fan of um, Haunted Bookshop. Um, I love the innate nuttiness you get from it. The innate uh, nuttiness. I love the pairing was masterfully done, Sam. Um Glad to be of service. Yep, it brought out a spice that I had never found before in, in the pipe tobacco. Um, again, bringing back to where, you know, it's good to try things more than once with more than one thing uh, because you never know where it's going to bring you, especially with Sam. Um, <laughs> so two thumbs up for me. Paul. The Hyatt or a dark alley. There's no telling with Sam where he's going to bring or both. <laughs> dark alley behind the Hyatt. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy this tobacco. I, I got the I, I got what you were saying about s comparing this with cigar smokers too, mm. or at least something that they could they could turn to if they want to get similar characteristics. So I got that earthy wood tones. Uh, I agree with Dave on the spice. Got that as well. Uh, I still have picked up in the last few. It's, I've burned through the whole thing now, so it's no longer. Mm. But the uh, the nutty almost caramel flavors were there too mm -hmm. which was a really good surprise i haven't had that in a tobacco yet um i would give us two thumbs up this has mm -hmm. been a really 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 pleasurable smoke sam how did you like it and how, how it went with your drink i liked it quite a lot um i'm not we've talked about this a number of times but i'm not a big flavored tobacco smoker i don't mm -hmm. i'm not a big cigar smoker i'm not a big pipe smoker i'm unfortunately a cigarette smoker so the tobacco that i generally get is not great <laughs> it's american spirit so it's better than some but um i i really got a, a very enjoyable experience out of this I, it was smooth and just the right amount of sweetness i got some mm. some fun layering in there as mm -hmm. as i inhaled and then exhaled i got you know a couple different layers of flavor mm -hmm. some things really worked it worked really well with this drink which i think so. i had a feeling it was going to but it worked really really yeah. better than i thought it would this drink turned out better than i thought and we talked about it i had kind of whipped it up 
right as i do with most things but this one really really worked and the tobacco is very pleasant it's very accessible none of the a lot of times with talking about flavor profiles and uh you, you know what you get out of various things as expert smokers or expert drinkers whatever right. it is you tend to sort of overshoot and you yeah. can you can taste things that people simply can't because mm -hmm. they don't have the time in it but i think this tobacco itself is the flavors are very accessible i think yeah. you can s smoke and have a couple hits and and get through it and find those flavors that we're talking about it's not it's not like you have to really sit on it and right. work through it to get to those things that the, the flavors mm -hmm. were really right right on the tip of the nose which was really nice cool. and uh and yeah like i said it went really great with the cocktail so i'm happy as can be cool nick fantastic i'm done both of the tobacco and the drink which is <laughs> again not a surprise to anybody no, 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 no. Um, yeah they were uh, they were both very good. The drink allowed, for me, allowed the tobacco to kind of come alive a little bit more than mm. what I'm usually experiencing when mm. you're just smoking it alone. Mm. So a lot of the the nice sweeter notes uh, wasn't as spicy as I remembered it, but it kind of was there a little bit. Um, a little bit complex, a little bit more complex than it usually is with the drink and it's going to be really sad when i have to smoke this without the drink <laughs> mm, i'll really, get you the recipe nick it's going to be really sad but it's uh, sam hit it out of the ball ballpark yeah. you did a home run on this one for me this is great great yeah, pair both cocktails i think went really really well i appreciate yeah, it yeah, i really do yeah it's thank you sam anytime that i get to see what i like to do it reinforced it's i appreciate it very much That's from all awesome. of you Especially when they're free, by the way. <laughs> yes. That's even better. That's yeah, even better. Well, we're we're That's very grateful better. that we're able to do that for the podcast. Yeah. We've got a good thing going. Kudos to yeah. Kurt for allowing us to. Yeah, absolutely. That, Definitely. You know. Thank you. Always uh, a yeah. shout out to Kurt. the owner, Kurt Kendall. Yep. Good yes, man. Yep. He's been good to me. As far as I know, he's been good to the rest of you, too. Yep. Absolutely. As far, as far as you know. As far as, as, far as I know. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> How did right. it go last week with Mr. Kurt Kendall? Uh, that was two weeks ago. It went very well. Um, he was he was very very good. We had plenty of uh, questions for him, and if and if any of you missed it, um, you can go back and listen to that episode or watch that episode. Um, it was very very good, and you know Kurt um, does not often do longer interviews. Um, He's very much a very private person. He doesn't like being in the limelight. Um, you'll often see him kind of commenting in in uh, shows that are going on, you know, you know, on Facebook or Zoom or things like that. But uh, you know, it's 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 not so common to see him being the person who's fielding questions and stuff like that. And uh, um, if you want to know about Kurt and about the 724 brand and about twins, uh, go back and, and look at that episode. It was very, very good. Mm. And um, you learned some, we all learned some stuff that uh, we did not know. And that's saying something. I mean, we work with the man. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he's, he's both well spoken 
and very very knowledgeable on what you know what he likes and this whole thing from the bar down to the cigar shop is absolutely his baby yeah he loves it here he loves it here and he loves people enjoying his space so getting him on a show like this and getting him to open up a little bit about what he likes and what he's you know he's he's pointing you in the right direction he really is it's i mean there's no question that he is pointing you in the right direction for booze and cigars. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. It's it's worthwhile. For yeah, sure. absolutely. And that, people, is not just blowing smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Not Just Blowing Smoke.